Welcome to the Booze Bros and Cars podcast, the number one podcast about booze and cars. We're your host, Eric. Mike. Carmelo. And Nick. All right, so quick intro about ourselves. Um, again, my first name is Eric. A um, little bit of background on, uh, about me. I work for the security and home monitoring uh, industry. Um, I've been in cars ever since I've been in high school. Um, got into a car because of initial D and video games like uh, Gran Turismo. Um, and I love craft beer, love booze, love drifting, love Formula One, um, endurance racing, um, just anything and everything about cars. Um, up next is, I believe, Mike. What's up, everybody? Uh, yeah, um, I'm Mike. I am actually um, uh, an expert on uh, some of the topics that we're going to be talking about as I am in the beer industry, been in the beer industry for about 10 years. Uh, prior to that, I was in the restaurant industry, so everything food and beverage, um, usually usually pretty uh, up to tune on. Um, got into cars, um, you know, right out of right out of high school. Had a couple different things. Uh, really enjoyed uh, turbo Mazdas back in the days. We'll get into a little bit later with these guys, and you know, same as Eric, we you know just a, a deep rooted passion for uh, vehicles and going fast. So, pass it over to Carmelo. Hey guys, Carmelo here. Um... During the day, I work in fraud investigations. Um, as far as alcohol, being Italian, I drink a lot of wine, a little bit of beer, uh, a little bit of liquor. Um, but uh, as far as motorsports, you know, from a young age, uh, I've been involved in or been a fan of F1. Uh, been to a couple factories, a couple tours over in Europe, Ferrari factory, Marinello. Um, but yeah, so from Gran Turismo, Initial D, even Fast and Furious as, you know, a little kid just seeing those cars and hearing the exhaust. I'm like, oh, I want something like that. Uh, but yeah, so that's, um, you know, why we've, as you'll, you'll come to know, we all had a Mazda, turbo Mazda at one point in our, our uh, lifetime, which is how we all met. But uh, other than that, pass, pass it on to Nick. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, again, as stated, I am Nick. Uh, I'm another one of the experts, so to speak, in this group in a certain field. Uh, I am currently a sales manager in the automotive industry for a local dealership down here by us. Uh, I've been in the industry for a little over 10 years. Uh, my passion came from this industry. Uh, I was raised around it. Family has always been in it. Father was a general manager as a kid. Uh, and uncle was a uh, master technician for Ford. So uh, I've been around cars my entire life, both loud, fast, obnoxious, big body luxury. It's just kind of always been something that I've enjoyed, whether it was driving them, seeing them, tinkering, taking the old classics to the Fuddruckers car shows back up, back up north. Uh, just something I've, I've always been interested in, led me back into the industry uh, that my, my family themselves were in. Uh, much like Carmelo, raising an Italian American family, not quite as Italian as his, but uh, you know, grew up making, uh, making homemade wine and stuff, a couple hundred gallons a year kind of thing. And a uh, father that really appreciated good, uh, good, good liquor, uh, good scotch, cognacs, bourbons, things like that. And uh, craft beer came into the mix in uh, college. Go figure. Uh, when everything else tasted like junk, I found my way into some cool, some cool beers. So uh, that's, that's kind of what got me into all that. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll at different times ask some questions and stuff and, and post up and, and look for posts from you guys with questions from our respective expertises. I'm always happy to help people understand what's going on in the auto industry, whether you're a consumer or part of it. So uh, with that, I'll kind of toss it back to our host there with Eric. All right. So I kind of want to get into a little bit more of what got us into cars, but I do want to talk about first of what we're drinking. So I am actually drinking a beer I've actually never tried before. I actually bought this at number three, um, which is a local beer bar close to us, probably by far one of my favorite places here in the county. Um, which is actually where we live at. Um, so this is from nine, 903 Brewers. Um, it's called Sasquatch. It's an Imperial Chocolate Nook Stout. So I'm actually very interested to try this because I have not tried this beer at all. All right. Mike, do you want to talk about what you're drinking? Yeah. Um, tonight I'm drinking uh, Armed Forces Brewing. Uh, this is their American IPA, 6.7% alcohol by volume. Uh, it's kind of a West Coast, a little bit piney, um, nice bitterness from the hops, 
pretty well-rounded. Um, Armed Forces actually is a really cool brewery. They're kind of an up-and-comer for our area. I think they're in about 10 states uh, in the country so far. Um, they are brewed out of Lakeland right now with a, a company called Brew Hub. Uh, but they're working on a brick and mortar um, up north. And uh, you know, I'm pretty excited about it. They do, uh, they do a really cool... Um, they do a lot of campaigns for the armed forces and the military. So a portion of the proceeds from the company actually go directly towards contributions and um, donations to, you know, Purple Heart Foundations and um, just just different, you know, different donations to those kind of things. So pretty cool. The beer's delicious. I recommend it. All right. And tonight I'm drinking from one of my favorite brewer, breweries, uh, my brewing company's Drecker. Um, this is their Pert. It's a Jules Deluxe food court style milkshake. Um, a little bit of a thicker beer. Thick boy. Yeah, you know. I like them thick. What can I say? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's good. Uh, almost like a smoothie style beer. Nothing. You know, gotcha, nice. Not that thick, but not as thin as a sour somewhere in, the, in, in between. So it's a good, good like little a mix up from the normal. But yeah, almost. Yeah. Good. But, uh, Nick, what are you drinking tonight, buddy? Uh, so, I'm the only one that apparently did not prepare a can for the ease. <laughs> uh, had a beer the wife had a beer the wife wanted to share tonight, so we bought a big bottle of something. Uh, it is from Bottle Logic. It is called Godric's Reserve. Um, so, just a little background on me and the wife. Big Harry Potter fans. Uh, probably just part of the generation and the timeline. So, if Godric's thing <clears throat> kind of spoke nice. to us and, and the flavors themselves... Uh, kind of hit on all that too. It's a strong ale brewed with lactose, uh, aged in bourbon barrels, and then finished with butterscotch and vanilla. So kind of that kind of like butterbeery kind of thing. That's a big um, old beer you got there, buddy. It, it, it's well, wife's already drank her half, I think. So I'm slow. Um, this is a, a hefty one, uh, 13.13% alcohol. Um, and it is nice, dark. It is delicious. It is not boozy at all. Uh, I'm enjoying it quite much. I am also the overprepared one. I uh, also got a little bourbon on hand, so when the beer runs out, I'm ready to go there. Uh, the bourbon, unfortunately, I don't remember the name of the distillery. I picked it up in Philly while I was back visiting family a few weeks ago. Uh, it is a local Pennsylvanian distillery and uh, is a, a bourbon whiskey aged and finished in Pinot Noir barrels. Uh, it is delicious, very smooth, so kind of a touch of the wine like we were talking about earlier as well. Uh, it's 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 awesome. I mean, Woodford's move my go-to, but this stuff's solid. <clears throat> Woodford is really good. All right, so kind of want to talk, uh, touch a little bit more based on what got us into cars. So for me, cars kind of started off in high school. Um, the 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 guys that I actually grew up with, we were all like in a little car club. Go figure. We all had Japanese cars, right? And me being the 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 Honda fanboy, I I, I bought a DA Integra, which is the 89 through 92, 93 model here in the U.S. Um, so it was a little fun car. We actually had our own little car club called Inline Freaks, which is funny. Like any anytime anybody heard that name for some reason, everybody thought that it was actually a uh, a skating club for some reason. But it, it makes sense, right? Inline. But we all had inline motors. <laughs> yeah, I can because, see that. <laughs> yeah, because like we. Like, now I'm just inline, picturing inline, Eric riding around on rollerblades, like. <laughs> Not, not Love that. It. People thought that it was more like skateboarding <laughs> stuff, you know. Like that's that's what people thought what it was. Oh, uh, also like rollerblading, like the inline blades. I got you. Yeah, that's no, what no, I'm. That's no, what no, makes. Like, that's what I think no, like of. Skateboard. Yeah. Well, that rollerblading or like just like skateboarding. So like it was funny because like we kept having because like we had like 12 inch banner stickers like running on the long <laughs> side of like the the passenger side B pillar. Like that's what all of our cars had. It was cool. That's as hell. not surprising. I mean, dude, like I you guys mean, were in Miami. You, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Of course, like I, I, I grew up in Miami. I grew up in Miami. I'm gonna admit, like I, 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 I am um, a ricer boy at heart. I'm, I'm gonna admit that. I mean, like you guys have. All right, actually, we should. Nothing wrong with that. No, you were. Hold on, hold on. Time out. You were. You, you, you were a ricer boy. Yeah. You, you. Yeah, you've, you've graduated. I mean, I, 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 I still don't know. No, not, not, not exactly. Um, so we should talk about the cars that we have too while we're talking about this. So I have a C6 Corvette and I have an IS250. That's my daily driver. Um, eventually, at one point, I'll post up pictures of my C6, but that shit is like sticker bombed. So I am still a fanboy <laughs> or riser boy. Um, but um, yeah, so that's that was my first car. Um, you know, we all had uh, Japanese cars, and then eventually, at one point kind of 
progressed and got more mature cars, <laughs> except for I would say my least mature car was probably the Speed Three because it's more of a like younger-ish cars. I don't know if you guys would agree or disagree with that, but it is kind of like a younger style car because like the hatchback. Um, but yeah, now I kind of graduated to a lot. I still drive a hatchback. And a Corvette. <laughs> you do, you do. But I feel like I feel like you're you're uh, so you're Carmella the only one. Again, you're the only one left. Yeah, so uh, Carmela has a GTI, but I feel like the GTI. I mean, I have a hatch. Mature. Sort of. You have an SUV, sir. Right? He yeah. has a mature. No, he has a mature. Oh, okay, hatch. okay, okay, okay. Yes, you've got the you've got the dad hatch. You know, the full on dad mobile. Dad wagon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> All right. So aside from that, um, I kind of mentioned initial D. So I'm a huge fan of like cars from like the 80s and the 90s, especially Japanese cars. I'm like I said, I'm I'm a little rice boy at heart. Um, so I love those cars, especially like AEs. I, I want an AE. Everybody and their mother thinks that I want a, a white panda. I don't want a white panda. I want a gray and black one. There's something about that uh, gray and black. It just chef's kiss, man. It looks so pretty. Um, Gran Turismo was actually another huge influence in, you know, in my life. And Carmelo, you actually mentioned something that actually was a huge influence too, which was a Fast and the Furious. Like that, like the first and the second movie were probably the biggest influences with me getting into cars. <laughs> So, I agree. The third one, the the story of the third one was terrible, but the car quality yeah. of the third yeah. one was for sure. Crazy. Yeah, I, I got a, mil- a guilty idea. I'd still love to get my hands on what. I, again, I'm not the JDM fanboy, but whatever generation that black Civic was from the first one, I almost want one built just like that. This is like a purest, clean little black Civic. Oh, they. I don't know like, why. And I'm not. I'm not a, a little but like, EG Gen. Like, yeah, I was gonna say those are EGs. Scream, yeah. scream so at 8,000 RPM and go, you know, slow, but yeah. they sound good. A little D15 or 16 in it. For sure. Yeah. For sure. You yeah. got to put a twin cam in that thing, man. Make it fast. BC okay, you could have two smart. projects that don't run. Yeah, exactly. Well. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, let's hear from Mike since he's got cars that run fully. Let's get oh, yeah, that's true. So uh, <laughs> what what got me into cars? So we kind of, I think we're all touching on the same basis here. You know, when I when I first got into cars, it was in high school. And obviously it was, you know, uh, there was, a lot, played a lot of, played a lot of uh, Gran Turismo before Forza was out. We can get into details on whether Gran Turismo or Forza is better, you know, these days. But we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that in a future episode, um, you know. Put a put a uh, put a comment in the uh, comment section on our videos, and you you tell us what you think is the better video game there. But um, kind of really got into Gran Turismo, got into Forza, um, Fast and Furious was a big part of that. You know, my my very first car. Um, and I embarrassed myself by saying it was a eight, 1989 um, Pontiac Safari six thousand station wagon with wood panels on the side, blue interior. I installed a black light under the dashboard. Thought it was really cool. Um, had a had a back seat that flipped up and you could look out the back windows full full on station wagon. Then I immediately upgraded in the back seat. Well, yeah, we won't go there. We won't go there. So um, I upgraded that from a 1990 uh, to a 1990 uh, Pontiac Firebird. Um, love that car. Had the T tops. Had the you know crappy old V8 in it, but it was it was a lot of fun. It was an auto, unfortunately, but it was it was a good it was a good time. Worked my way up, had a, had a Nissan Maxima for a while, just as a reliable car. I know Eric had a Maxima too, so, you know, a little throwback. And then I got into the Mazda Speed, um, you know, Mazda Speed community. That's where I met all you guys. Um, probably still one of the cars that I regret getting rid of the most. Um, uh, you know, I've had a couple other things along the way, but my current two, current two vehicles are a uh, 2018 Elantra uh, Sport, a um, couple minor bolt-ons to it, and then I have a 1997 Miata. So, manual five speed. It's a good time. Fun, fun little car to whip around. Um, until it's you know. summer in Florida with no air conditioning. Uh, well, you know, you know, or until I sell it and <laughs> work on my next upgrade path. But you hey, know, we'll, we're, we'll we're planning the, the the leak test and the repair. So we'll yeah, there. yeah, that's uh, needs to happen. So it's not getting driven a lot right now, just because it's uh, ninety five degrees out and raining every day. So, but good all right, well, that's driver right now. Kind of my kind of my car story. So Carmelo. All right, so uh, I don't know where to start. Probably Gran Turismo 2 or 3. I uh, got a hold of Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec, and I was 5th grade, 6th grade, and started playing and showed me a variety of cars. You start out, you know, with a little Daihatsu or Suzuki, a little K-Car, and, you know, realized the progression and, uh, you know, coupled with the Fast and Furious came out, I think, a year or two before that, and then I got a hold of a European car magazine. I can't remember the name of it, but it 
kits, you know, very elaborate cars, body kits, almost like stuff you'd see from Japan, but like on TVRs and, you know, other things. And that really like sparked it. Um, I was fortunate, you know, to be a little bit of the car community in my early teens. Went to Novi Nationals in Bradenton a couple years in a row, which was a phenomenal experience. But seeing the drag cars go down at, you know, such a young age and the work going in. Um, my very first car, I don't even think you guys know this. My very first car was a 91 four-door Honda Accord. Uh, my dad was friends with a sales manager at a old dealership that's not around anymore called Steve Westfall's Auto Showcase. And they called said, hey, we got this 91 Accord, white on blue, like that blue lower interior. And, you know, we got it. It was barely running, real rough. And even back then, went on eBay and Nobi, bought some cheap parts, got it running, got it great. Uh, family member was driving it. I was still too young to drive and it got totaled. So my dad at the time had a, a 99 Mustang, used the money from the Accord, paid off the Mustang and that ended up being my first car. Um, ironically enough, the week that I was getting that car, I had like five or so grand put away and I made a deal with a guy in Sarasota, Florida to pick up a DC Integra, uh, LS. And, you know, I wrote, you know, I'll never forget. I told my dad, that, you know, hey, um, I was living in the games area at the time. Hey, um, you know, during spring break, I need to, can you pick me up? I got to meet this guy, blah, blah, blah. And he lost his mind. Um, unbeknownst to me, I didn't realize that the Accord was insured. Again, I was 15 when I was 16, so I didn't, wasn't aware the way the world works, but uh, ended up with a 99 six-cylinder Mustang, no traction control, no ABS, uh, five-speed, uh, you know, and then from there, modded it, uh, suspension, engines, engine components, um, did a bunch of autocrossing and stuff back then. Uh, eventually ended up putting that to the side due to the mods and then had a, a Honda Fit, 2008 Honda Fit, um, that ended up getting lowered on skunk two coils, 75 or 70 millimeter uh, exhaust, bunch of other RP, uh, 15 by seven RPF ones, some other mods. Um, the Mustang unfortunately uh, became a seahorse. I was letting my my dad was buy the car. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll add a picture if uh, if you guys want it. But uh, the last photo I have is of it sinking in the, the rear end of the car, just sticking up over uh, an inlet just off the Gulf of Mexico at a, at a Fort Myers Beach. So from there, I was looking at a couple of different cars, really wanted an Evo, had uh, that, Come on, Jack. Go. what do you call it, that uh, Gran Turismo influence. I was always you know driving Evos there and ended up not being able to make a deal on an Evo and ended up with a Speed 3. Met some guys on, I think it was Mazda Speed Forums, MSF or, or something yeah. like that. And then uh, ended up, uh, I want to say being a founding member, but me and another another Speed 3 owner ended up making a small car club. You know, just, just meets. We wouldn't, wouldn't really raise, we didn't raise or anything, but just a little cars and coffee club. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, that's ultimately, you know, that was, what did I get from there? From there, I got a Jeep. Biggest regret. Uh, had a Stage 2 Plus Speed 3. Bunch of sure parts. Uh, I know I don't even know if they're still around anymore. Shout out to them. They used to do yeah, once a year a uh, a meet at their warehouse. Had a part giveaway that benefited a local uh, like a, a local vet or a local um, domestic animal services entity. Put down like a hundred dollars. Ended up with like a three inch intake. I think like a two hundred dollar gift card. Blow valve, uh, rear sway bars, a bunch of other things, and I unfortunately made that car undrivable. Um, started to demod it, and then it wasn't as fun. So ended up with a Jeep. From the Jeep, went to a Mini Cooper. Uh, Mini Cooper was great; it was just too small. Being six one, uh, you know, two two thirty or so, it was too small of a car. So from there, I went to an Xterra, that was rear wheel drive. I wanted a all wheel drive or a four wheel drive, but my wife. Told me I didn't need the front wheels to move. So ended up keeping selling that. Got a 2015 GTI. Traded that, regrettably, for a 
from the Mark 7 GTI to a 15WRX. Interesting car. I, I autocross a lot, as you guys will, guys and girls will learn later. Terrible car on autocross. The uh, Halfway through the turn, the power would shift left to right, front to back. And every corner, I'd, I had a GoPro and a couple other cameras, and I would review the video. I'd attack it, and it'd be a different scenario every time. So I got rid of that. Yeah. Ended up uh, getting a Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk on 33s. It was the, uh, the Trailhawk. So I uh, ended up having a, a two-inch spacer lift. Within the first week, I got up to the headlights and water, forging water, doing some off-road and stuff uh, out in uh, Yucapens, local off-road park we can go to. And really enjoyed that. Um, ended up from there realizing I wanted a project car and to go autocrossing. So I bought a Durango, 2018 Durango. Had some issues with that. And then I ended up back in a GTI. That's what I have for now. And we'll see. Uh, I have a little bit of a car cane addiction where I'll keep cars for a year or two. I know my friends from time to time take bets to see how long I'll keep uh, I'll keep a car. We're coming uh, up. We're coming bets. up. We're coming up. You're, you're, the car I was going to say, you've, is... you've had the GTI longer than I expected. So yeah, yeah. The, current bet, the current bet, though, is when your wife's going to divorce you because you keep doing this and she keeps getting upset about it. <laughs> At least the way things are going now, she she's excited for this next prospect. But we'll nice. leave it at that. Um, I do know, have from, from autocross to. I, I I do have uh, a really funny story about the 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 WRX and the autocrossing. So you had your WRX when I had my BRZ, and I was yeah. running faster times than you on your car than your <coughs> car, and you had all-wheel drive and you had fifty more horsepower. I had all-wheel drive, 50 more horsepower. I had rear sway bar. Yeah. An adjustable rear sway bar. I, I was running, they weren't the stock tires, but they were the stock equivalents, the, the Belmonts <laughs> or whatever. They were trash tires. I think I had Ventus, I, uh, Hanko I mean, Ventus that V12s that event. I think. I can't remember, but like. It, it, yeah, I you had that. You had the exhaust, and I think you had the coilovers. I think yeah, this is an understeer versus oversteer scenario is what this sounds like. Well, this is also oh, the yeah. fact that Carmelo's ECU thinks it knows better and kept shifting the intelligent all-wheel drive system around, so that yeah. doesn't help. Yeah, no, but forget it. It's, I that car's going to ruin Subarus for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do remember, like, the one time, and I'll probably mention this another time because it's probably by far one of the funniest things yeah. ever, but, like, you, you went on a ride with me in my BRZ in one of the runs, and it was it was like the second to last corner, like or the third to last corner, and I like it, mm -hmm. it. It went from right to left, but it was like a sharp left. It was it was pretty wide, but it was a sharp left, and I threw it into a corner, yeah. and the car got completely sideways, and I caught it. So I was like drifting it, like in the middle of the autocross, and you're like, "How the hell are you freaking handling this?" And I just I kept going, <laughs> caught traction, finished it. And you're like, <laughs> "Holy shit!" Like you ran a faster time than me, and I was like, "BRZ man." <laughs> yeah, no, that was. It was a great run, you know that. Uh, it, was, it was a good I run. I think I only took it. I think I only took the, the Subaru to the autocross. Uh, shout out the golf yeah. course autocrossers, by the way. I've been oh yeah tracking with them since 2012, um, maybe even later. But uh, shout out to them. They put on a great program for local, you know, local people oh, yeah. in Southwest Florida that want a opportunity to experience the car. Uh, but yeah, no, that was you were driving phenomenal. And then I don't know if you rode with me or if it was one of the instructors. Or, or one of the, you know, the, the team members, but they drove with me and they're like, okay, you know, pitch it here. And then halfway through the turn, they could feel the car shift. Yeah. And uh, I, I was just done. I, at that point, I remember I told, I, I came home that day. I was like, all right, this car's getting sold. Um, but <laughs> yeah. And now I also, on my race. Yeah, I was like, F this car. No. Sell it. Uh, yeah. So now I have a, uh, I also have a 22 Mark 8 GTI uh, 6 speed. It's a good car overall. Not not the best, not the worst. Um, the, the tires just grip terribly, the factory tires. But uh, I also have a 95 5 liter Mustang GTS, uh, one of like 4,000, 4,500 that were made that year. Um, even less if you go to the manuals, but full suspension, exhaust, uh, pulleys, I'm probably leaving some stuff out, but it's a, my, my current track toy, it's slow, but no traction, no ABS, driver's car. Yeah. So other than that, I think I've chatted enough for the intro, Nick, you want to, <laughs> uh, yeah. So kind of, kind of back to like the, you know, the beginning of, of the intro type thing where we're talking about like what got us in a car. So 
because you'll find that I am not the closest follower of any motorsports currently. I just I love cars, love racing, all that kind of stuff. These guys pay attention to some of the F1. I love Vimson. and I go to Sebring, but I don't like follow the individual teams a whole lot, which is odd because I grew up with a father who was very, again, auto business, very into NASCAR, right? The whole win on Sunday, sell on Monday kind of thing. All these guys were into NASCAR back in the day. So at four years old, I started quarter midget racing, clay track racing. Um, so, I mean, I was just a little guy, right? Running clay tracks, doing 40 to 50 miles an hour. Uh, in ovals and, and whatnot, and, and occasionally we do some pavement running and stuff like that. So at a very early age, I got into racing hands-on, actually, as a driver. So <clears throat> that kind of spiraled me out of control into everything automotive. That and the fact that, you know, growing up, my mother always had Corvettes. My father was a GM for a Chevy dealership. That was her vehicle of choice. She always had vets. Um, you know, and then my dad was into the, the big body, big engine sedans and stuff with the classics or modern. So that kind of spiraled me into all that. Um, so I, I like it all. I really love big body sedans that are fast, but, <laughs> um, you know, uh, being a car, car kid of the industry, you know, I admit it, I was a very, I was a pretty privileged kid growing up. I was always around cool cars and whatnot, whether it was the dealership owners, Ferraris and his toys and stuff. Um, you know, I got introduced when i got my permit and such real quick to uh, a couple older late 90s bmw 7 series so right into the v8 big body sedan um somewhere in the mix of those two first beamers uh had a nice little xk8 convertible uh some real old man color combos burgundy exterior tan interior nice small little v8 it was a fun car uh it became one of those things that my mother realized was probably not the safest thing in the world after i spun it a couple times didn't hit anything uh just one of those you know playing around with the power a little too much on some wet turns <clears throat> and uh one thing i will say about it is as fun of a car it was uh you know it was a four jaguar combo build kind of thing some serious electrical gremlins we put an auto starter in it uh, first time i used it it was a non-snowy thankfully but a cold day in the winter and i started the car while i was getting ready getting ready to leave the house and come outside and it put, it put its own top down so and it would do funky things with the windows so that one didn't last much longer uh flipped to one of the other bmws uh, and then after that, it was time for college. Parents said I need to be in the safest thing humanly possible. They come home from the auction one day with a Hummer H2. Uh, and that was my start into just absolutely obnoxious vehicles. Uh, you know, put some nice 20s on it, uh, you know, street friendly, all terrain tires, uh, Magnaflow exhaust. In retrospect, it was terrible on the highway. Um, you had to turn the radio up so loud just not to hear the drone. Shocking. And, I know, right? The, you know, that Vortec. V8 was awesome. Terrible fuel economy. It sounded great. God, it was a drone bad. So that thing lasted, though, about three, four years uh, through a portion of high school and most of college. Uh, at some point, I wanted a project car, my, my first project car. Uh, having an uncle that was a master technician for Ford, I had all the tools you could ever imagine at my disposal and somebody to learn from. Uh, the project car became a, I want to say, an 01 Mitsubishi Galant. It was ugly. I'll be real. It was a... Uh, it was a car that my dad had to repo from one of his dealerships and had a little bit of body damage. And he's like, I don't know what to do with it. Here you go. Play around with this. So we dove on into that. Um, at some point, I was able to source a full JDM front end from somebody that already had it imported from Japan. So we swapped that all around the grill, the headlights, the dual, the dual fog lights, the whole front, uh, put some <laughs> wheels on it, simple things like that. And it was a fun little car, but uh, you know, after a while, it just wasn't worth a whole lot. Uh, ended up parting the front end back out and finding my way into something else, which was my first actual car purchase, my big boy car. Uh, I bought a, and I'm, and I'm not necessarily proud of it, nor was this a great idea. Uh, I bought a 2003 BMW 760 Li. Awesome car, 12-cylinder. Uh, I mean, I had a refrigerator in the in the rear center console. I mean, it was just, just a gnarly, gnarly big body sedan, and this was kind of what poisoned me early on in my first car. Um, it was a nightmare, uh, fuel injector rail went, or just a fuel rail went. There was like two in the entire world, both in Germany. That was an arm and a leg to get over here and get repaired. Uh, an alternator went and they were water cooled alternators, water jacketed. They were like $1,800 for parts and labor. Uh, and then I just started having electrical bugs after the sunroof, uh, the sunroof, one of the drain plugs clogged water just was running down the A pillar on the driver's side, right into all the the ECUs and all the electronics right there. Got it dried out. Got it going for about another year or so. 
it was having a misfire, diagnosed it down to needed a coil pack and a spark plug. And this was my breaking point. Um, I had to remove the entire intake plenum for a spark plug change. And on a 12-cylinder German car, that's German engineering. Ooh, it was an absolute nightmare to do in the middle of summer in hot Florida. Uh, And that was it. Uh, Within weeks later after I got it fixed, traded it in, stayed German. I got a nice little A4. Didn't take long before I was playing with plastic dip back in the day when that was becoming real. Dipping the wheels, threw it on some lowering springs from H and R. Got a nice APR tune. I think I was up to a uh, yeah right. Uh, but I think I got I had an APR stage two tune. I want to say on it in intake at one point that we all, we had to get rid of because it sounded like it was blending a squirrel every time you got on the. Uh, that thing the was gas. so bad. Like I, rem- I remember terrible. that. I remember uh, and then that. I thought it was. <laughs> It was so bad. Then at some point in there, I acquired a new welder as a gift. And I decided I'm going to cut off a muffler and just weld in some straight pipes. Um, (laughs) That was a mistake. Probably number three or four on this car. And it was insane. Uh, The day came to trade that one in the dealership. I I worked at back then. uh, Sourced a factory exhaust to get put on there. Took the tune off. And uh, turns out as they were doing the inspection, they decided to wholesale it because my turbos were starting to blow oil past. So uh, I got out of a good time on that one. Got a little lucky. Uh, it ended up in the Carolinas or something like that wholesaled. Um, but I traded that against probably one of my favorite cars that I've had that's done nothing wrong to me. Uh, it was a nice 13 A6 Prestige with all the goodies, the, you know, the sport suspension, the night vision, uh, black on black on black. I mean, it was just a beautiful, beautiful car. Very comfortable. Um, Never made it to any major mods with that at all. Uh, I had a nice, I want to say a stasis exhaust on it that gave it a good kind of rumbly supercharged V6 uh, Euro sound to it. And that, that was about it. Uh, it never, I don't think it ever made it to an APR tune, never got around to doing the pulleys, uh, never touched the suspension because it just kind of sat right on the factory wheels as it was. But just all in all, nice car. Ended up actually ultimately selling that to uh, to my dad after he got back from the Philippines for some medical stuff, and uh, it it did him good for another thirty forty thousand miles before he traded out of it. Um, just just a beautiful car. But uh, when I got out of that, I was lucky enough to currently work at a dealership that offered me demos, so I drove cars for free. I uh, just had to pay gas, which uh, was, was kind of nice. So uh, as a manager there, so that that held me out for a little while. I'll be honest, it was Hyundai. You can say anything you want about them. I've been very lucky with them. They've been great cars, and I've rocked a lot of Santa Fe's in my career, uh, even to the point where I got my wife one. They were great little vehicles. But uh, after that, uh, before I left that dealership, it was a Hyundai Genesis Mazda Super dealership. Um, I picked up my first Genesis. I still have it to this day. I'll tell you a little more about that one. Uh, it's a 2020 Genesis G70, which is uh, their smallest sedan they make currently. Uh, mine is unique. We don't know actual numbers. We know it's somewhere less than a thousand were built, probably something just north of 600 though. Um, over three years, uh, 1921, 20, they built a very small number of six speed manual transmissions. Um, they were only offered in the four cylinder, unfortunately, but they came with some nice upgrades that only the big boy engine got. Uh, you got the nice lexicon sound system, uh, full Brembo bake brakes front to rear, um, the big engine versions, uh, sport wheels, and uh, you picked up a nice, they're all rear-wheel drive, um, the manuals, that is. I uh, picked up a nice uh, LSD, um, a Torsen LSD in the rear, uh, and it's it's an awesome car. I've since put it on some nice M&S America coilovers, uh, running some small spacers just to get a nice flush fitness and widen the track a little bit, like 20 millimeters, running on factory wheels, uh, running very minimal gap, um, still pretty comfortable car. It's also running an intake, um, no exhaust work yet, but it's also running some upgraded um, NGK Iridium plugs, which gives me a check engine light because I'm pretty sure I haven't gapped them correctly still. I keep messing with them. Um, but I'm also running a JB4 piggyback for just a little extra power because that's people's biggest complaint is factory ECU kind of power cuts between your shifts because it just doesn't know how quick you're going to shift. Um, so the easy solution was to try and get another 40 or 50 horsepower out of it just from that piggyback and fooling the sensors. And the little car rips. I mean, it's definitely not the fastest. Um, it is a phenomenal chassis. And I autocross it. Uh, not as much as the other guys do, because if you know anything about the car business, test and tunes are on Saturday. And we work every Saturday. Uh, for whatever reason, every third Sunday that I work at the dealership seems to be a day for the actual points runs. So I don't get out there as often as I would like. 
Um, but that car is a blast. And then somewhere in there, I picked up a uh, 99 Miata with like 48,000 miles, super clean from an older couple down here in Southwest Florida. I uh, did a full reseal on the engine, everything, timing belt, um, new accessory belts, which gave me some issues until I got it all figured out. Had it for a year, never ended up autocrossing, never went farther, drove it maybe a few hundred miles, ended up selling it after you're getting pretty much all my money out of it. Um, and, uh, you know, s- somewhere in that time too, picked up an 86 Porsche 944 with no engine, um, still has no engine. It's been about six years now, give or take. Uh, the engine plan for it is an 07K Volkswagen swap, which is the straight five cylinder they put in the uh, Jettas, Goths, um, and a couple other odds and ends, Beetles, and, and such. Uh, for anybody that may be interested, check out uh, Boost Brothers Garage, some guys out of Ohio that do swap kits and uh, actually race one with a turbo on it, which is the ultimate goal. Um, also, putting on, mine's an NNA, uh, I'm putting on Turbo S um, suspension to change the offset and uh widen the track a little bit and let me then also run the late night or late eighties uh true Porsche Brembos that I picked up that are era correct um and run some a nicer wheel selection from Porsche. So it is a very long term project um that barely gets touched. I'm slowly sourcing parts for it, trying to get there little by little, but some old German parts aren't the easiest thing to find. Or new ones for that matter. And uh so that's that. Recently I have gotten rid of the wife's SUV and picked up a 23 Explorer ST. Uh, that's my dad wagon. Um, within the first two months, it has lowering springs on the way. Um, intake, Velocitech, uh, big mouth snorkel, uh, big boy CVF performance uh, intercoolers, about triple size of the normal uh, CVF performance, uh, catted down pipes, and a full three inch thermal R&D exhaust all the way out the back. Um, and it is now in the process of going through its tune revisions with, uh, Adam from ZFG tuning. So anybody in the ST community that doesn't already know about him, check this guy out. He does some pretty wild things. He's very quick and it's all over the air on your cell phone and a little tuning device. It's, it's wild. Uh, this thing should be right now a little north of 500 as we can keep tuning. It should get somewhere around 550 crank horsepower, which not too shabby for a sub 5,000 pound uh, family hauler. Uh, it does, it moves. I mean, and, and it, it's a fun little vehicle. Um, and then the wife's driving the Genesis right now while she waits on her uh, new 23 full-size four-door Bronco outer banks to be built. So uh, we went from being a Hyundai family to a Ford family very quickly. Um, and that's, that's it for me planned right now. Nothing else going on. Not looking to buy anything else in the near future. Um, hopefully just have we've all heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this will be the, this will be four cars still, you know, if you count the Porsche yeah. with no engine. So we'll, we'll eventually get there and, uh, have three running vehicles until I start doing the turbo upgrades on the G70. Um, yeah. but that's, that'll happen long before the Porsche is running. Let's be real. So, yeah. but that's that, that is, uh, what got me into racing, got me into cars heavily and my fleet throughout the years. Yeah. All right, so kind of want to touch base on how we actually met, which I can't really recall, Carmelo, if you were actually there, but we actually, I meant to ask you first. So the Mazda Speed, uh, I guess, Facebook page where we all met, that was the one that you created, right? Yep. So um, basically, Mazda, it was 2012, Mazda Speed Forum had a Nader community. Yeah, um, I remember. Yeah. <clears throat> I had a good experience. I know you you didn't. Great experience with the Tampa crew. Uh, still in touch with a couple of them today. But uh, basically, I met this guy locally through the the forum named Mohammed. <clears throat> you guys all know Mo. Oh, I think oh. he's in the Carolinas now. I can't. Uh, Georgia. Actually. And he was like, no. "Hey, yeah. he's in Georgia." Okay. Shout out to Mo. I know Shout he's he's in the Mo. finance industry. Yeah, because without Mo, he pushed me. We we met up a couple of times, grabbed coffee, hookah, whatever. And he's like, hey, let's start a Nader chapter here, but let's not be a part of Mazda Speed so, you know, people don't have to buy the uh, the membership. Yeah. So we started, I think it was like Southwest Florida Speed or Mazda Speeds. And then uh, at one point we made business cards. SWFL Speed. Yep. Yeah. Southwest yeah. Florida. Yep. So. And I got, I got joined by, I got joined, you guys were already a part of it. Eric, I don't think you had joined yet. And um, no, I, had I think it. Mike I had Massey it. left me. I, I had a, a handwritten 
piece of paper stuck in my Mazda speed um, when I was at work. I think I was at Outback Steakhouse at the time and I walked out and there was a handwritten note left on my car and the door handle that said, Hey, nice Mazda speed. Check out this, you know, check out this Facebook page. So I went on there and I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. Got on there and yeah, dove, dove right into that, man. Became an admin and we had a bunch of other, bunch of other guys that joined up. We probably had what about 40, 45 people in there at our peak. Yeah, about 25 or so yeah. are active, like what actually comes Yeah, actually active. But any, any, yeah. anyway, Eric, continue continue the story about how we met, if you want. Yeah, but, well, so, so kind of touching back to, like, how, um, like, you you actually joining, because I can't remember the guy who I ran into that actually invited me to that page. I remember that, like, it, it was, like, in a talk about, I can't remember, it, it was somewhere here in, in Lee County. I, I went into a talk about, dude he didn't have his p3 at the time he was like i think riding with his dad man i could really i really wish i could remember his name i forgot what it was um but he was like hey like nice p3 like we have a p3 community blah 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 facebook page and he added me like while i was actually at like in line to order my food he got my name and like he added me on facebook and then he added me to, to, to the group which is funny but um i yeah we ended up organizing a barbecue carmela i can't remember if you were there or not I know Nick and Mike were there, but I can't remember. No, I had to work. I had to work that weekend. No, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I was working. I think it was like on a Saturday or Sunday, and I wasn't able to get off. Yeah. Well, Eric, that yeah, you so. you and I had already met, and I, I can't remember where, but you and I had met before, and then we hadn't met Nick and Chelsea yet, right? I don't, yeah, we I don't met, think, I think so. It was like, I, yeah. I we met that day at the barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met that day at the barbecue. I think, Mike, I think I met you. I know we had communicated through the forum, but I want to say that you and I met at one of, like, the car club hangouts, like, for the... I think it was one of the car club. I think it was one of the car club meets. I don't think it was through the speed yeah. through the speed group. I think we just happened to run into each other at one, yeah. one of the meets. Yeah, and then, like, we just organized that um, barbecue. That's where Nick and Chelsea showed up with, with the two dogs. And they had... That one mm-hmm. kid that jumped into the car. Do you remember that? You said that you guys stopped by Publix and what was his name? Hayden? Was it Hayden? Oh yeah. <laughs> he just like met yeah, like yeah, ran was, into you guys and he's like, Hayden Oh something. hey, are you guys going to Sanibel Island too? And then he Yeah, and then he jumped into your car, right? I was like, What the hell? That's the most random shit ever. Yeah, it it, it was an in, but, yeah, it was a yeah, real interesting he, thing. He's like, I don't have my car here, you know, something the parents, something I don't know. And next thing you know, we got a passenger on our way to Sanibel. Yeah, uh, it was weird. And I apologize for not mentioning yeah, the Mazda Speed Three earlier. Now that we're talking about them all, yeah, Mazda Speed Three, not my vehicle. Uh, we bought both cars at the same time, my yeah. Audi A4 and the wife's Mazda Speed Three. So that's where that car came yeah. into play in our household. <laughs> I was the the modifier behind that car. She drove it. Yeah. Um, but it got us into this little group, which is just how this whole thing came about. I feel like actually when that happened, Carmelo, you didn't even have a speed anymore. I feel like I met you with a mini. Mm-hmm. That time. I think he still had the speed three. I so think I he got, still had the speed three. It was like right at the, the end of him owning it. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, because I remember. Because, if I remember because, right, I went from. No, go ahead, Carmelo. Oh, so no, I had the speed three till about 2014, give or take. And yeah, because I had like an issue because I, I remember that that was the same year we all met. No, we met 2013. I thought it was 2014. Well, not me. Somewhere I there. bought mine in October of 2013, so it wasn't until oh yeah yeah so two or three months later. Yeah, I think it, I think it was yeah. beginning of 2014. Okay, yeah yeah. So I might have um, beginning of 2014 was I had the I got the Jeep April of 2014. So probably I was probably on the Jeep or the Mini by the time. You yeah. Had and just a moderator, one of the founders of the forum. Yeah. Well, because like you, you still had your your speed three because I know that we met and you still had it. And I even went to your old apartment and <coughs> I, I I bought some cob parts from you, which I think was the access port, and you gave me a mug, which I still have to this day. Um, and I can't remember what else I got from you, but like I bought a couple like car car parts from you. I know that you were trying to get me to 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 buy your wheels, and then. After yeah, like that, after that like sad. a year or two, like your wife was like, "Get these damn wheels out of my damn garage!" And you're like, "Eric, I'll sell them to you for like 250 bucks." And I'm like, "Sold." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was that was sad. I, I had a 2012 uh, Speed Three. Um, did a three inch sure intake with a thousand miles on it, 
Um, from there, I bought uh, what was it? The high pressure fuel pump, and oh, we yeah. installed it actually at Mike's house. I met Mike once or twice mm-hmm. before, and Eric a couple times. And Mike's like, "Yeah, come on over. We're gonna tear it apart. This brand new engine. It was like sub three, four thousand miles. Mm-hmm. Throwing a you know this Accu Tech or whatever the company was. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, high something. pressure fuel pump. Yeah, yeah, the fuel and, and I remember <clears throat> doing it, reading nightmare stories about people blowing cars. And I don't know, yeah. Mike and Dude. Eric, you guys convinced me to do it. We we did it. I'll never forget. You had it on your little your stand. We were yeah. using gloves and mm. yeah, we were pretty yeah. we we're pretty legit about it. You know, as, as far yeah. as we can be legit when we're working on cars. You know, yeah. Well, you were so speaking yeah. of like people blowing blowing cars with these things. Wasn't it? It was without the upgraded fuel pump internals. If I remember correctly, it was like if you wide open throttled sub three thousand RPMs, you stood a chance to starve the engine. Wasn't that what well, it was? Well, well, yeah, no. That you, you had to be modified, but there was a yeah, list of basically modified. Well, right. There, but you know, I after mean, after X modifications, if you didn't have a fuel pump by that point, you were probably going to blow your motor up. But it was what did they used to call it? It was a zoom zoom boom. Yeah. So that was exactly ZZB. But yeah, essentially, you just lean you you would lean out and then pop. You know? you know what? I, I I am gonna make one comment. Like that car was such a great car, and it was so much fun to drive and to modify. But the car community for the mod speed was so cancerous because, like, the one modification that Nick was talking about was if you had a downpipe, yeah, it was really you bad. Didn't have a downpipe, or if you had a downpipe without the fuel pump internal, you would blow the motor because I guess there was like I guess something within the motor. One intake. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna no I no because I had an intake on mine and. And it was fine. It was it, it was the downpipe, I think. But well, I, think the I, I did was I did too. But I think it was the risk factor. Ba- basically, whenever you're changing, whenever you're changing airflow, in or out, you know, yeah. if you got air coming in or air going out, you know, you're that so downpipe. Gonna... Downpipe is let that turbo spin up so much quicker mm-hmm. yeah, that nothing else could keep up at that point. Yeah, everything else lagged behind. So if yeah. you weren't prepped for that, you could be in for a real bad day. <laughs> Which, so, and there's actually really funny because, like, everybody and their mother was, like, doing, like, the, the, the recirculating um, uh, blow valves, and I ended up capping mine off, and then, like, I remember getting a lot of heat because they were like, yo, you're going to blow your motor, and I'm like, so you're telling me when I'm driving, the car's going to lean out within, like, a fraction of a freaking second, and I'm going to blow my motor, and they're like, no, and I'm like, so what's the issue? So, dude, and, and I was running open blow valve for a long time. Like, my car, I never once, like, since I installed the, my, my first blow valve, because I had, like, an HKS knockoff, which is horrible. Um, and then I went to the Turbo Smart. I didn't have the V1. I had the V2 because mine didn't have the, 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 the solar crank. I didn't have that one, and I wanted it, but they didn't have it anymore. So I had the version 2, and I never ran it recirculating, ever. So from the moment that I did that to the moment I sold the car, it never recirculated. And that was years, mind you. Like I bought that car. It was my mine was a 2010, and no, mine was a 2009, and I bought it in 2010. So from like 2012 to like no, it was probably after that. It was probably 2013 when I actually put that that um that uh, blob off. So like when I had it in 2018, never once ran recirculated, and the car ran fine. And I mean, mine sounded pretty freaking sick because it was like probably one of the most hot, heavily modified one like in the group. Yeah, out of, for that very reason, I'm shocked that yours is the one that did not blow up out of anybody's. It's the only one that lost control in the rear end and hit a guardrail, though. That no, there was, was another guy. Wait, wait, wait. No, you no. know, well, was in, this guy. In, in this group. Right in, in the I'm four gonna, of us, yeah. Yeah, 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 Eric, yeah, yeah. Gonna, Eric, weren't you gonna, tuned gonna, early on? That one. Uh, no, just Eric, didn't you? Apart. But, okay, but you didn't do like a custom tune? You just did an OTS, an off the shelf oh, no. tune? Yeah. Okay, because there was a guy, I can't remember his name, he had a red, uh, he lived a couple John. of months down from me, John. Yeah, because John, John custom-tuned my wife's, and it, that thing ripped with the mods when, after he got done with it, dude. The problem was, the amount of boost that I could do in first gear, the torque steer would want to rip you into oncoming traffic if you weren't careful. It was oh, yeah. awesome, mm. but insane. And I had to mention this because you, Eric, you mentioned the, uh, the knockoff HKS. I had one of those as well for the wife, from the one and only... <laughs> Mo, that's where I bought mine because he was parting his oh. out. I got it from him. Yeah. yeah, when he got that 300. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. He, so, he had the, the, yeah, the do you guys remember the engine slap? I don't know if you guys had it in the, the first gen, 
But in the, the second gen gens did, <laughs> they would slap the the engine, the, 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 the firewall, slap the firewall. Yeah, yeah. I know. I had well. That's why we had to do the motor mounts because I had. Yeah. I think I had passenger and rear motor mount. I didn't do the driver mm-hmm. side, but yeah, that stiffened I, it up a I lot. Had the trilogy. I. I had the yeah. trilogy, which was the driver, passenger, and the rear, which we actually did the install for the, the trilogy at uh, at Nick's house, actually. It was in my garage, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but your your car, having all three motor mounts done, that thing was brutal. Like, that yeah. thing, every shift, like, you could feel the whole car. But dude, it was well, connected. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was connected. Yeah, yeah. literally. Quite literally like, connected. For, like, the first month, because, like, those were, like, really strong. They were, like, 80 Duro mounts or something, and they were... Or those JB, really right? No, I... So, Did you the do- first ones that I bought was the JBR ones, which is... James JBR. Racing, I think it yeah. was. James Barone or something, yeah. Yeah, James yeah. Barone. Dog. Yep. Yeah, and, and then I ended up going to... Diamond Motorsports or Diamond Racing. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's what I had. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those were man, those are so solid, bro. Like I, I still remember driving, like turning the car on the first time after like we did the install, and the whole car was vibrating like crazy. Yeah. But then once I actually drove it for like the first like 500 miles, like after that, they kind of softened up. And dude, man, I, I miss like I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I actually would buy another Speed Three because you guys know me, like I, I never buy the same car twice, but the Speed Three I would buy again. See, I don't know if I could do that. As much as I love the Speed 3, if there was a new Speed 3, sure. Yeah. But, you know, everybody that bought them, they were, what, 22, 23 grand for a base, at least for the second yeah. gen when I got mine. Yep. And I beat the heck, I beat the piss out of it. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. sure everybody that car. did it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, technically, Mazda... Mazda has a turbo hatchback, but you just can't get it with a uh, can't get it with a manual transmission because Mazda doesn't love car enthusiasts well, enthusiasts they also anymore. Don't want like forty grand for it, so it's kind yeah. of not. Which I, which I would be, I would be fine with if it had a manual. Like if it had a manual, it's yeah. all wheel drive. That's yeah. That with would, the turbo, that would, that would make it. I'd be fine with it. What kind of power is it making for? for um, three three hundred ten foot. It's the same. It's the same. Um, wife's got the CX nine, so it's like two. 270 or 280 horsepower on premium. Yeah, that's like, like 300, that. 310 foot pounds all wheel drive. Yeah. Moss has so always just, been torquey with those things. So it's pretty, pretty serious power plant. I just, uh, the automatic is a slush box in that thing. So, oh, it's not like a, it's not worth it. It's just a, like a CF mm-hmm. or something. No. Yep. Yeah. It's just a normal automatic. Yeah. It's a shame. Moss is not about the fun anymore. No. No, they, they, yeah, they, they killed their fan base. I mean, we were no, in the early 2000s when they tried to go try to go full luxury. Unfortunately, yeah, they got it, saved it by the three is. and the zoom zoom, and yeah. they don't care mm-hmm. about us anymore. No more yep. Zoom, but... nah, nah, no more zoom zoom. Yeah, that, that took us way off course with those boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all a part of it. I mean, right? We were yeah. talking about how yeah. we, we met, got together. I still have two Mazdas, yeah. so there's still a potential to blow one of them up. Just give me, give me yeah. some time. Give me some I have a Mazda racing flag. It's kind of. I mean, I think Ford and Mazda, Ford owned a good portion of Mazda when my Mustang was built. They own a right? portion of that. Yeah, right. They own a portion of them for a little while. Uh, then the Japanese government, I think it was, basically got involved and got back the majority control financially. Um, mm-hmm. And then Mazda started to become reliable again. I hate to say that. Uh, yeah, those 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 early ninety early two thousands late nineties like because it was the same. I had the Jaguar, that was a bad combination. However, the Mazda Ford thing, the two point three in that Mazda speed was basically the predecessor to the EcoBoost Mustang, which is and this is crazy. You know, everybody displacement, 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 and there's it's it's no competition for the Coyote, but that two point three is a wild little engine in that car and it moves it really damn well so in, in essence yeah. that partnership probably helped rocket the ecoboost mustang into production yeah. uh, earlier yeah, than it would have been otherwise because that that same motor was in the ford focus st 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 variation was in the rs yeah 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 because i think the s the sts were a two liter if if yeah the st was a two liter the rs was a two three i believe which basically the current ecoboost engine run in it um just a little a rowdier version. Yeah. Was it, didn't the Fiesta ST had a, was it a four banger turbo? Wow. Well, that? That 1.6 turbo, was I think. Yeah, the Fiesta was yeah. small. So it, it, the Fiesta is basically running the current, uh, um, I think the EcoSport, actually, 
they, I think they killed it off. Now they're running a 1.5 turbo in some of the smaller SUVs, the Bronco Sport and stuff like that. Um, so for anybody missed it earlier, if I didn't mention it, I work with Ford currently. Um, that's, that's that's my current uh, knowledge base, um, aside from the industry as a whole. But Ford is where I'm currently at, um, which is why we are now a Ford family. I'm a big believer in driving what I sell. So the wife will be in one. I'm in one. Uh, I drink the Kool-Aid. Love the Kool-Aid. <laughs> so... Have any of you guys? Uh, like, I, I gotta kind of interrupt. Have any of you guys ever driven uh, a Fiesta ST? I have not. No. no. Always yeah. wanted to. It, it seems like because you had a you had a modified fit, right? Because it's got to yeah, be. Had, how had did it compare to that? Fit. So it was similar to the fit, but I also had a R fifty six, a twenty twelve Mini Cooper S base, um, no sunroof or sunroof delete, you know, low option <laughs> manual. And it felt like that, but slightly bigger. So even on the test drive, uh, I remember I was wanting an ST2, which were rare. They had the Recaros in it. Um, the, the I don't know if it was CarPlay, but like a navigation screen in the center. And I remember I got the car on three wheels. And the sales guy next to me took a turn real tight and just feathered the throttle. And on throttle, when I let off, I could feel that wheel pick up. And he's like, okay, you just slow down. And at that point, if it was slightly bigger, because we were, at the time, I was raising my brother-in-law, and I needed a back seat, and it had one, but it was kind of useless. But that was by far one of my favorite cars that I've driven, spiritedly, for so, for the money. I mean, it was like 22 grand, 23 grand. So I have to ask, aside from Carmelo telling mm-hmm. us his uh, interesting uh, uh, test drive story, Mike, Nick, do you guys have any interesting uh, stories about Tetra? I have one, which is actually pretty funny, so I can tell mine after you guys tell yours. So, I mean, obviously for me, being in the industry, I was in control of my own test drives whenever I'd buy something. Uh, half the time, I wouldn't even drive something. I would, When I was a salesperson, I was on test drives, so I knew what they did. Yeah. Um, but I have had some sketchy moments as a salesperson in there um god the 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 craziest one was and it was all leading up prior to the test drive but i mean again we live in a heavily retirement community um from people that moved in all over the country especially the midwest and the northeast um so the road banners aren't great down here for the most part and some of these people just have absolutely no concern for traffic laws or anything, any basic and common occurrences when they're on the road. So I, I've had a lot of those experiences for people that just really either are too old and shouldn't have a license or regardless of age shouldn't have a license because they're just absolutely atrocious drivers. I don't know how they pass driving tests. But the freakiest one ever, the test drive was rough. It wasn't probably my worst, but leading up to it. right? So I'm talking to this guy, older gentleman. Very nice. Uh, unfortunately, I don't remember his name or anything along those lines. But as we're doing things, I needed him to fill something out. And he had a shake, a pretty noticeable shake in both hands. And all I'm sitting here thinking is, man, we're going to go on this test drive. And this guy is just going to be kind of doing this the whole time. And, and there was a little bit of that. It wasn't that bad. But that was like my freakiest, the anxiety I had getting ready for that test drive. Right, Everything was going great. But that just stuck in my head the entire time. Um, ultimately we ended up getting, getting the deal. I was at Hyundai at the time. Um, and he was, he was a great customer, but the anxiety leading up to was rough. Now, no particular memorable one, but man, I have seen some bad drivers have been stuck in the backseat of a Veloster, which when you're six foot two, two fifty is not a place you want to be. I've ripped more pants than I'd like to mention getting in and out of those (laughs) damn things, the sales guy, until I found the stretchier work pant. Um, but man, yeah, I've been put in some funky situations. Never had like a gun or a weapon pulled on me or anything crazy like that. But I've been put into some situations where I thought I was not making it back alive without being crushed into a tin can. So that's that's kind of it for me. Nothing in particular that I can really go into to detail with. Yeah, Mike, what about you? Yeah, I, I really Switching don't. I really don't have there. any. I really don't have any crazy um, test drive stories. I mean, when I I, I own the Speed Three from when did I buy that? Two thousand eight. Um, from the Mazda dealership, I owned that for God about eight years. I think I think it was like 2016 when I when I sold that car, and then I knew Nick, and Nick basically took me out all of my test drives on anything that I bought from there on out. It's disgusting how many cars I bought from him over the years. 
you know, so he's 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 had all he's had a lot of uh, commission checks you, in my in my driveway. The, you made the mistake of saying, "Hey, I'm looking for something like this." That's true. Yeah, no, you're and right. You, you you provided me what I what I was already looking for. So yeah, yeah that's no, but yeah, about. no, I mean, I've, I've never really had any sketchy uh, test drives to to be honest. So. No, I, I feel mild. like you and I have had some good ones together as you were playing with. We've that. had some good ones together, yeah. Like obviously, we beat the snot out of everything that we test drive yeah. together, but you know that's to be expected. Well, with respect to the vehicle, from, of course. You know. Yeah, well, I bought my BRZ from from Nick. Oh, Nick, you it wasn't for me directly because you were in. I was a manager by that time, so yeah. Yeah, but we had a couple good uh, test drives. Like when I was uh, test driving the BRZ, and I test drove with WRX that day too. I think. Um, but yeah, I feel my, like you went with uh, Justin, and I think you no. probably freaked him out a little bit. No, I went with you. No, it wasn't Justin? No, it was with you. Oh, did you? On both of them? It, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it was after work one day, and I went to you. You can see how my memory days. works. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my funniest or sketchiest uh, test drive story, so it was when I had my Maxima. So I had an 08 Maxima. And I had a lot of issues with that thing. Like, it was mainly with, like, the steering column, because, like, it would... It was weird. Like, it locked on me, like, a couple times when I was pulling into parking spots, and I was like, what the hell? So I brought it up to a dealership, and uh, our local dealership, and they changed out the steering rack once, and then they didn't want to change it a second time, so I had to take it to a different dealership and get it changed out, and they actually did the work. But they never wanted to do it the third time because then they would lemon all the car. Um, but I went to a dealership one day, and I was like, your car is a piece of shit. I want you guys to buy it back, and I'm getting a different Nissan. And the only, and that was when they went from the 09 Maxima to, or the 08 to the 09. And I hated the 09 because it had that weird triangular cutout on the headlight. That was that generation. And I hated it. I didn't like it at all. And like one of the managers was like, oh, this is one of like the best Maximas that we've ever built and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no. I'm like, the only car that I would buy from your dealership right now is a sports one. And they only had like one 08 350Z. It was a black on black one. And they're like, all right, we'll let you test drive it. So I test drove the car, dude, from leaving the dealership. Because, like, that dealership, the local one that's on US 41, you guys probably know which one I'm talking about. Um, when you're leaving it, they, there's the new car entrance, and then they have the used car entrance on the same, like, on the same lot. So I pulled out of the old, um, or the, the used car lot, and it was a manual. So I put it in first gear, and it was a while since I had driven a manual. It was probably, like, maybe, like, a year or two. And I put the car in first gear and I look over and there's a ton of cars coming and I'm like, okay, like there's a little bit of space. So I'm just going to go for it. So I literally like just kind of revved it up a little bit and just floored it and popped the clutch and the whole car got sideways leaving like that little decline. So I pretty much drifted out of out of the dealership and then I straightened it out and I slammed it into second and just kind of, I, I kept rolling through the gears. The freaking um, uh, sales guy ran next to me. He's like, oh, you know how to handle your cars. And I'm like, dude, I autocross for a fucking living. What the fuck? <laughs> so it was really funny because, like, I, I had, like, some autocrossing experience, like, under my belt at that point. And, like, I knew how to, like, you know, abuse cars because I had, like, from my first car that I mentioned was my Integra. Like, I've been abusing cars since I was, like, uh, 17, 18. Um, but, yeah, it was funny as hell because then, like, we kept going through the test drive. And it was, like, this big circle. Nick, you know how, like, every dealership, they have, like, their their... Um, their layout and yeah, like, they're a little course like they circle. go. Yeah, yeah, it's like a big circle. So I kept driving, and then like on this one road, I'm sure he regretted saying this, but he's like, "Oh, you can open her up a little bit." But he probably thought that I was just kind of like, kind of progressively kind of pick up speed. No, dude, I literally just dropped it down a couple gears, just freaking popped the clutch and floored it. This dude probably took a shit, man, and he was probably like, "Man, I really hope this kid ends up buying this car." But dude, when they presented the numbers to me, I'm like, "Bro, I'm just gonna keep this thing." Like, you guys are obnoxious. It was like, a, I think it was like an $800 car payment back in 2009. I'm like, "Yeah, no, you guys are crazy." Yeah, so, we expect that now with the crazy interest yeah. rates, but like, man. Now I would understand. I don't know what. Did, what did you speaking of? Spe- yeah. Now with so that uh, 350, did they did they give you a car price like an MSRP of the car or a car price and then flip it on the back end for you? I I honestly like back then like I didn't know numbers like how like I'm sure like I can get more and more okay. details like from Nick but like I back then I didn't know him so I've I've got no idea what they were trying to do. I'm sure pretty much they were gonna like buy the car and they were gonna roll like the negative uh, equity to the 350. But I was the negative like, into I I'm not doing this like you guys are insane. But. Anyway, see, but if you would have done that, you could have become a you could have become a drifter a lot earlier in your life. See, yeah, I mean, we we may have never met him. So I know, yeah, that's true. 
That's true. But That's a good point. I mean, I mean hey, I mean, let's I, I let's just remember, Eric. It all worked out well. It all worked out well though, because somehow the damn thing got stolen. So you, you, you yeah. know, it. Uh, well, good old Miami. But if that, uh, if that, well, I, I was up here, but like by by that time, but like, yeah, it was like a weird situation. Yeah, but didn't it but, turn up in Miami on fire? No, it still turned up somewhere here locally. It was like somewhere like right next to. to oh, okay. Which I mean, like, I, it was still like. A, See, I'm used like to like place. being back from Jersey. Everything ended up in Camden. No matter what yeah. got stolen, ended up in Camden. It just yeah. like everything went there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Camden. No, no. So. so all the cars that are good, they they still end up in the port of Miami. Trust me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's that's more the current trend. No fire. Just yeah. yeah, it was still a weird situation because I mean, like, I, I also feel like there was a car that was identical to mine, and I feel like that's the car that they were trying to target. But they saw me one day and they followed me home. So like now, like ever since that happened, I'm like very conscious of like who's actually behind me. When I'm driving home, honestly, it's not a bad area. It's is that why you always do the decals? Make it make your car look unique. <laughs> yes, that's why I sticker bomb my cars now, <laughs> including my Corvette. Well, you also uh, want to just piss off all the Corvette purists and old people. You know what's yeah. really funny? So like, yeah. I, sent, I sent you guys pictures that I was uh, helping Crane um, or Chris Crane, my, my tattoo guy, and uh, Nick Cummings knows him. Um, but uh, anyway, um, I was I was talking to Chris Crane and I was telling him like, yo. I'm sick of buying my car because I want to piss off baby boomers. And he's like, oh, is that what you're doing? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, but, yeah. Oh, look, it's we like, love the baby boomers if they're going to watch this podcast, though. Yeah. I, I feel like they're not. My, Subscribe. my ball monster puppy. I feel like oh, the puppy. Not, uh, See, that's two, puppy. that's two pets. Yeah. That's two pets that have bombed us so far. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a real nudge. He's just... His nighttime anxiety because he's afraid we're just going to like abandon him. Apparently, yeah. I uh, mean, his first parents did, right? No, no. Well, he was oh. uh, he he was actually a purebred. We just got lucky and he got oh. donated to a uh, just just short side thing. Uh, the breeder had too many puppies during COVID and would donate when that happened. Would donate them to a local rescue in Michigan, and the rescue would charge a little bit more than normal, way less than the breeder. They'd make a little money. Breeder got a tax right off. And instead of paying three G's for a purebred Bernie's Mountain Dog, it's been five hundred bucks. So, yeah. not okay. a bad deal. <clears throat> yeah. Nice. Man. All right. Well, um, I think that that's all the time that we have for today. Um, thank you guys for watching. Uh, we hope that you've uh, that we've actually fueled your passion for all things that's car and booze related. I, I know eventually at one point we're gonna get more car related things. We're just kind of talking about ourselves. It's just like, I guess you consider it. Had to get those intros so, out of the way. Um, yeah. We, we, we did, we did, um, but we had a good time talking about, you know, like ourselves and how we got into things and how we met. Um, but remember to savor your bruise, uh, hit the road responsibly. Also, don't forget to hit the like button, uh, comment, subscribe, share. Uh, cheers to booze and cars, and we'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Cheers. Have a good one.